Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Yes, indeed. Back into the Ciroc Point after Saints fans get ready for Bobby's rant right here. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Cajun Cannon, another tough one this Sunday. Saints going down 33 28 to the Detroit Lions. Now a third straight loss for this black and gold bunch. Uh, it's amazing we only lost 33-28. to 28. No, we still had some fight in us. Um, you know, but you can't fall behind 21-0, to zero, and you're playing at home. I mean... Uh, and it didn't feel like a home crowd today. Oof. No, no. Uh, at times, um, you know, the crowd was into it. We made a little comeback. Um, but, you know, you're tired of hearing that uh, chant, let's go Lions, let's go Lions, hear that. And the Saints fans responded. But uh, hey, uh, their team is winning. Their team is nine and three, uh, so, so they could be optimistic whether they're playing at Ford Field or on the road. Uh, now, when you look at it, uh, Deuce is right, and this is like basic one-on-one football. You can't fall behind twenty-one to zero, and we needed to be uh, plus two instead of minus two in the turnover margin. You know, we're still on the plus side. We plus four for the season, but this is the game. Remember, I told you. That we were plus six, and what were they, minus five? I said, oh, if we plus two, I truly believed we would have won this game. But us being uh, minus two and you fall behind 21 to zero, I'm still amazed the game was this close. So, you know, we still had some fight in us, but, again, it's not PE class. It's not you just going out there and competing and show – because you should fight back. You're a pro. But you can't afford – to dig yourself a hole. Now the NFL loves this, though. Um, you know what? You know, look at this sample size. We played the Lions. Uh, this is going back over half a century. You know, look in the late '60s. We played 27 times, and their record is 13 wins, 13 losses, and one tie. That's the kind of stuff the NFL loves. That we were ahead 13 to 12, but now 13, 13 and one all time. Against uh, Detroit Lions. Now the Black and Gold, uh, we were 95. Now we 9-6 and six at home. So uh, that, now we had a two-game winning streak. That got broken. So it's not three wins in a row. And, you know, I kind of thought it'd be, what I told you, Steve, 27-20, 24-20. Uh, the Lions would come out on top. I thought it would truly be like a, a, a touchdown or less type game. Because if you look at those 27 games, over half, well over half of the battles have been decided by touchdown or less. Now, when you're in those games, you want to win. And not like, oh, we fought hard, uh, but we fell short. 
No, uh, you got to win. Uh, the NFL, always, you hear me say this, it's a production win uh, business. Uh, you have to win football games. Now, the way the game started, um, and you look at it, and uh, well, you could see that Detroit, uh, that they were going to run the ball. Now, when all said and done, I thought they might have 40 rushing attempts. They had 30 rushing attempts for 142 yards, 4.7 yard average, both their backs. You know, uh, their stud backs, Gibbs and Montgomery, they were averaging like five yards a carry. Well, Gibbs had seven and a half. Now, Montgomery was only uh, 3.1, but I I thought they'd end up having more rushing attempts. Uh, Now, we had 36 attempts, but we only averaged 3.1 yards a carry. That's what has to flip. It has not flipped throughout the season where we need to be averaging 4.7 and only giving up 3.1. But that was not the case. Uh, Look, to start the game, uh, look, you want the fans to cheer. They went seven plays, 80 yards. We're losing seven to zero. They threw one pass on that drive. And they were running the ball. They were averaging nine yards a carry. It was even like a third and seven scenario situation, and they ran the ball. How many times this day and age is like, oh, you want them in third and seven, and, and they're going to run? So um, then I think we got out Fox then as far as, uh, you know, game plan and all that. And then uh, we get the ball. And then Carter, uh, Jawan Johnson. You know, uh, what's up with him? I mean, then we pay him. And uh, Jawan, I mean, he has not played like a tight end that we can rely upon. I mean, uh, it went through his hands. They got interception. And before you know it, um, now we lose. And we minus one, and we're losing 14 to zero. And then we go uh, three and out. And then uh, golf to Laporta. Okay, when are we going to cover the damn tight end? <laughs> that Laporta guy, you know, Iowa got some. But you look at kiddos with the 49ers. Look at all the Iowa tight ends around the NFL. Uh, I think uh, that, that's a good university to develop uh, tight ends. He had nine targets, nine catches, 140 yards, uh, almost 16-yard average per reception. And he had one touchdown. So, um, well, we can't guard tight ends. Uh, that's been kind of our Achilles heel when you look at uh, teams, how they're attacking us. So now we're down 21 to zero. And then um, it, it was four minutes, see, about sitting by four minutes left in the first quarter. And I, that's why it's amazing how we fought back. But, you know, you don't get any points for effort. You got to win. They had 132 yards to our zero. And they had eight first downs to our zero. And then if you look at, like, uh, passing yards in the first quarter, we had, like, minus four. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I'm still amazed that we're able to come back considering uh, the circumstance that we're in. Okay, now looking at how it broke down on third down, this is excellent. If we do this every game, we might win five in a row. Hey, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, look how sorry our schedule is. Well, you might say, well, the Saints are sorry. Uh, well, uh, still, it's who beats who. Look, look at the score today with the Jets and the Falcons. What was that? Was it like was it like almost single digits, 12 to 8 or something? 13 like? to 8. 13 to 8. I still think it's going to come down to the last game of the season, the Falcons coming to the um, Caesar Superdome, and whoever wins go in the NFC South. I might say, oh, well, Tampa Bay might be in the mix. I don't know. We play at Tampa come uh, New Year's Eve. We got Carolina Giants. Now, what are we going to do December 21st, Thursday night football at the Rams? So you got Carolina Giants, the Rams, uh, Tampa Bay, and the Falcons. Now, 
You might say, well, we lost three games in a row. Why are you saying we're not going to lose four? I don't know, because you can go on streaks. We lost three, you might win four or five. I'm just telling you, it's not like we're playing coming up like even a team better than the Lions. Let's say like the Eagles or the 49ers or, God forbid, uh, the Cowgirls or, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs, whoever you think, like explosive Dolphins-type teams. So that's why I'm telling you. Uh, the glass is still half full. Uh, Abar, uh, you, you better stay off that glass. Uh, <laughs> half full. Uh, but you know why the glass is still half full? We were 100% in the red zone. Woohoo! Well, we were 4 for 4. Not 0 for 4. Or not 2 for 4, which you want to be 50% or more. We were 4 for 4 in red zone and goal to goal. So I look at that as the glass half full. Third down, uh, we were 6 at 12, 50%. Now, I don't know if Derek Carr is going to play and Jameis. Is going to be leading uh, the crew uh, come against Carolina. And, and then you look at the Giants. I'm just talking about recent games coming up. Right. Well, uh, that means that you're being efficient and you're going to be productive. Obviously, you're scoring touchdowns in the red zone and you're able to convert uh, 50% on third down. Now, uh, it's the same song and dance. Like I said, um, stop the run, run the football. Uh, that has not been flipped. Uh, we can't run the ball really consistently. When you look 36 attempts, 3.1 average, that's not getting it done, and they had a 4.7 average per attempt. And I talked about the turnover margin. Penalties, you can't say, you know, a lot of who that nation members, the fans, oh, the rough cheated, uh, the referees cheated. I don't know. It, it was a push. They called six penalties on them, six on us. So, to me, uh, the referees, they kind of let them play. It wasn't uh, that much uh, where you even uh, talk about considering, like I said, it was a push. We had the ball uh, four minutes more. Then they did uh, always look at this, the total yards production. Taysom Hill had 74. Kamara had 109. So I'll look at that. that, that that's winning football. Uh, you know, in that regard, if we can get that kind of production, and I always want uh, Alvin to be about, uh, you know, 120 to 130. Uh, but 109, that's okay considering how Taysom Hill is helping the cause with uh, 74 yards. Now, Chris Olave, uh, eight targets, five receptions, 119 yards, 24-yard average. average. Now, with Chris Olave, then, you know, it's just timing, being on the right page. He's wide open. I don't know if Jameis thought he'd be more on the inside and how it's a little inaccurate, but it still hit Chris Olave in the hands. Uh, I, mean, I don't know, make a great catch. Now, on the fourth down, uh, no, Jameis was off on that one. So those are, we had a chance to take the lead. Now, when you think about that, it's the whole woulda, coulda, shoulda, <laughs> uh, but eh, not it did not occur. And uh, look at Jimmy Graham. I don't know what he's been targeted uh, three times, and his two catches went for touchdowns. Uh, so uh, three targets, two touchdowns, two receptions. So uh, I think going forward he should be, um, uh, you know, more involved, obviously, uh, in the passing game. Now, um, Jerry Goff had a quarterback rating uh, right on the 118. Nothing to write home about, but um, did it seem like we really ha- harassed Derek? I mean, uh, Derek. I-, I know they harassed Derek a couple of times, but did it seem like that we harassed Jerry Goff? We got a sack today, I was impressed by finally. Oh, uh, a sack, so now we got 19. <laughs> what? It's not 19 after uh, five games. Uh, no, uh, we got to be high 40s or low 50s. And I talked about that. No, that, that's – and, you know, end up getting the sack, and I got to give him a game ball. Uh, Steve, uh, no, I'm, I'm – I don't know. Diamond in the rough, we're going to get to that. Uh, but let me tell you, these two players who I really thought uh, stepped up, 
Nephi Sewell, uh, he was tied for the lead in tackles with 80. He had two tackles for a loss. And Zach Bond, now he had a sack. He had a quarterback hurry and a tackle for a loss. First career sack. Zach Bond, congratulations. Yeah, uh, so putting him into position to have success because, you know, when you're going to have guys' injuries, uh, injured, uh, you have to have guys uh, step up and make plays. But um, uh, listen, I, I kind of checked out to tell you the truth after the first quarter. Oh, it was rough. And, and I said, I was looking at you. I go, even if we come back, we're not going to win. Oh, so close, but so far. No, what it is, is like, oh, we fought hard. Well, you know, Dennis Allen says we fought hard. Well, hell yeah, you should fight hard. You're a pro. You're getting paid millions of dollars. So what, you just going to quit? Uh, you want to be in the real world? Hello? Come on. You should fight back. But you cannot, again, that's the bottom line. You can't fall down 21-0 to zero against a winning team like the Lions. And, 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 you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Carolina, whoever you look in the future. Or the Bears. Oh, yeah, the, oh, exactly. And and then you lose the turnover. To Steve, I, I know I told you this in the pregame, even during the week. This is a game. Had to be. we got to be like plus two. Right. It can't be minus two. So I'm still amazed that uh, we were still in the game at the end. No, you're totally right there. To considering where everything was in this game, you started out in the hole 21 points. You turned the ball over twice, and yet you were still in it. No, and, and, and had the ball in our hands uh, for a chance to take the lead. But I don't know. We snake bit. Uh, like you uh, said, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And then uh, Derek Carr, he gets uh, shellacked, and he gets hit too hard, and not only has, like, one injury, he has three. I don't know, my head, uh, my back, uh, well, my shoulder. I mean, uh, Steve, we don't have a bye this week, right? No, no bye uh, week. I, I think uh, J- Jameis uh, – Right now, since we don't have a bye, I don't see how Jameis uh, doesn't start against Carolina. Carr's neck might be in more shape than yours right now. Oh, uh, Steve, don't <laughs> remind me of my neck. I got so much whiplash from old school. So, But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, th- that just frustrates me because the schedule is so favorable, but we're not favorable as far as, far as representing the Hoodat Nation. Uh, so so are, are we sniffing 500? Uh, no, uh, we're below 500. So how many games we played now with the Sabres? We played 12, right? 12 games. And what, what, we have five wins? So it's not like we, like Atlanta, six and six. Not what we saw, not what we saw in the crystal ball of the, you know, the easiest schedule in Saints history. You know, the only problem, if if it doesn't come to fruition and we're not playing Atlanta for the NFC South title at the end, it's because the damn Falcons schedule is easier than us. (laughs) Then he's in an hour. So I don't know. Uh, I say we can go on a run. The Falcons might go on a run too, but then we need them to slip up because right now we are a full game behind at six and six. And look at their division record compared to us. So uh, right now it, it doesn't look good. Pour one out and pass it around, folks, on the Ciroc Point After. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Sex Line, 504-260-1870. Be back with your calls and more right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome all to the Ciroc Point After. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. The Saints falling to Detroit, 33-28. Black and gold now 5-7 and seven on the season after losing a third straight game. Cajun Ken, I know you wanted to bring up something before we get to our callers. Yeah, uh... Well, I don't know. If you were watching the game, I really felt like this in the first quarter. You know, you get spoiled uh, when you watch post-Katrina, especially when uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees came on board. So you're looking at, uh, what, it's well over a dozen years plus. 
And and I was thinking about this. A lot of Huda Nation members probably can uh, uh, remember. And I'm looking at, at this um, for sure. Post Katrina, if not maybe two decades plus, this seemed like a Mike Ditka first quarter. Ouch. I mean, it's it, those are dark days. I know. I wasn't uh, around then. Yeah. <laughs> so you talking about uh, like late '90s, early that this was kind of a and for sure. Uh, we haven't witnessed this. Now, uh, Haslett, you know, it was last year with Katrina. He gets a pass then. But I think, I don't think even, I think we won maybe three games that year. I don't think we even had this bad a first quarter then. So I, I don't know when we've had this bad, bad of a first quarter when the game just started and we're losing 21-0. to zero. And when you look at it, Steve, uh, you know, that'd be interesting because and you look, uh, we outgained 132 yards to zero, like I said. Eight first downs to zero. We have uh, minus four yards passing in the first quarter. Some Saints fan maybe might be able to enlighten me. But this is one of those that it might be even a quarter of a century or for sure two decades plus that we've had this kind of first quarter, especially at home, to start a game. Want to dip into our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Got Hector in New Orleans. Want to talk about the Saints. What you got today, Hector? Hey, Bobby, I think uh, you missed something. I think um, the graphic that I saw on today's channel was, I think the Lions were the first team, third team ever to score that many touchdowns in less than seven minutes. Is that right? Now, now would, that, uh, would that be, okay, would you say in NFL history or this season or what? I saw a graphic on TV when I was seeing. I don't know. I was in the um, dome. The I wasn't watching TV, so yeah, I don't we know. didn't see that. So, so explain it to me again. They said that the Lions were the third team ever. Oh, ever? Okay, that's history. I meant that many touchdowns in seven minutes. Well, well, that means that's probably the worst start, uh, uh, probably in uh, Saints history. Uh, if that's the th- third time it's happened in NFL history, uh, I, I guarantee that's the worst uh, Saints start ever. And it's in your backyard in the season Superdome. Yeah, pure ESPN stats and info. Lions became the first team to score three offensive touchdowns in the first seven minutes of a game since 1986. Um, 1986? uh, Man, I was playing then, Hector. You know how long ago that? 1986. (laughs) That that was Coach Morris' first year to show you. uh, Boy, you're going way back then. No, it it was like very Um, discouraging. the The thing that gets me also, though, too, is this. You know, you get a touchdown to Jimmy Graham. It's a second catch, second touchdown. Sometimes I kind of question some of the play calling for some of the coaching staff in key situations. Like, for instance, towards the end of the game, how come we didn't have Taysom Hill play as much as we could get him to play rather than just having him sit on the sideline? And why aren't we using Jimmy Graham more? I just don't get it. Yeah, well, you look at uh, Taysom. Uh, he was 0 for 2 passing. Uh, one time he underthrew that bomb to Chris Olave. Uh, you got to throw that ball out there. That might have been a touchdown. But he had uh, uh, one less rushing attempt than Alvin Kamara. He had 13. Kamara had 14. Uh, now he had two targets, two uh, receptions. So you're looking at that four. Uh, so uh, he had 17 times he was touching the ball. You might want him to have more than that, but – it wasn't like it was like uh, eight or nine. So uh, I think they were trying to utilize the Taysom Hill. Now, now Dennis Allen is the head coach, and he's responsible for the whole team. But, Hector, when you have trouble with, like, uh, the play calling and all that, uh, that's 
totally Pete Carmichael and the whole offensive staff and how they come together. Now, if the defense sucks and they're not getting it done, that's on Dennis Allen's plate. You might say, well, no, he's the head coach, but he doesn't tell the offense what to do. He might say whether we're going to go for it or not like on a fourth down, but he's not. Um, he might uh, suggest, uh, you know, to you know, to sneaky Pete uh, Pete Carmichael. You might say, uh, okay, Pete, uh, we need Taysom to touch the ball more. But he's not actually calling plays or setting up uh, what's going to come about offensively. Anything well, else, Hector? You find this? Yeah. yeah, I just find it kind of strange that Jimmy Graham just shows up once in a while, and then all of a sudden he disappears for the rest of the game. Hey, especially, especially when you know who's actually uh, stealing money also this year, Jawan Johnson. Rough game for I him. I mean, uh, three targets, zero catches in the first interceptions. I don't know. It goes through his hands. Uh, you know that kind of reminds me to set the tone? When Marquez Callaway, Andy Dalton hit him on a slam against, against the Cardinals, and right. it's a pick six. Uh, no, all of a sudden, no, Jawan Johnson helped him uh, not catching the ball, hitching the hands. Well, the co- quarterback didn't throw it that hard. And now because of that, uh, it's 14-0 to instead of 7-0. to And it's the first drive. Well, I think, wasn't it the first play? <laughs> our, our first play from of on offense, yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead of something, what? And, and it's not like, uh, boy, uh, boy, Derek Carr's really screwing up. No, how about you catch the ball, Jawan Johnson? I mean, he's, he's too worried about, uh, what, TikTok or this, that. and what, I don't know, what? but three targets today, no catches for Jawan. I mean, him and his wife, I, I love it that they're involved in social media. That's the, this day and age. But you know what? Your first job is not being a pro at social media. is being a pro tight end. And we paid you to be a pro this year and have the production like you had last year. Just look what Jawan Johnson has done at tight end. He hasn't done anything. So I say, I don't care if Jimmy Graham's older and we invested money in Jawan Johnson. How about you give Jimmy Graham a shot as much as Jawan Johnson to close out the season? You know who finally came up? A couple of opportunities. Foster Morrow. Two, two targets, two catches. It's been a while since he, we heard uh, from him. 28 yards, uh, 14. Uh, he had a long gain of 19. So all I know is our tight ends are not that good to not give the old man Jimmy Graham a chance. Now, if we had Laporta, uh, if we had the Lions tight end, I'd say, well, hell yeah, I can see why Jimmy Graham's not playing. Or, 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 or the Vikings tight end, what's his name, Hutchinson? Uh, what was that cat's name? Hawkinson. Uh, Hawk, not Hutchinson. Hutchinson's the rusher. Right. Well, not, uh, Hawkinson. <laughs> now, if we had him, I'd say, oh, no, the way Jimmy Graham's playing. But our tight ends aren't producing like that. Want to hear from you on the Ciroc Point after? Give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talking Sex Line, 504-260-1870. Coming to you right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back in. This is Rock Point after New Orleans Saints falling to the Detroit Lions. 33-28. Get into all your phone calls on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Sex Line. Hollywood and Sibido. What you got for us today, Hollywood? Hey, Hollywood. Hey, Bobby. Hey, hey. Steve. How y'all doing? Hollywood, uh, now what, what do you think? You, you had to be so discouraged. You probably wanted to go run errands for your wife after that first quarter, right? Right. But, Bobby, <laughs> I'm just about your age here. I never see the Saints. I've seen a lot of Saints football games. And they play very bad all year long in the first half. What's your take on that? Because a lot of NFL teams, they don't never play as bad as the Saints play in the first half. Could you give us an idea on that? I don't know. It wasn't necessarily to start the season. uh, But the defense, that's supposed to be our strength. And it's amazing how we have not gotten off to fast starts. And so – I want to say maybe um, the last seven or eight games. I want to say the last, the first four games were okay to start games out. And obviously look at the pages and all that. We shut them out. Uh, but there's been like a, a series of games. It's like we dig ourselves a hole and we're down 7-0. to zero. All I know is this, Hollywood. The teams we played uh, with a winning record this year, we have not led for one second. So you look at who we've played, and you might say, well, this is a good measuring stick like the Jaguars or like you look at uh, the Lions. Uh, I, I want to say, uh, Steve, I have to look at uh, the whole schedule and uh, to see the overall record. But we have, uh, like, uh, what are the Texans right now? Or uh, I'm looking at the, te- the the bottom line is, look at the tell me the Texans record. But But I know there's a number out there that we have not led for one second against a team with a winning record. Houston 7-5. and five. Okay, I, I'm telling you. Uh, we have not led. Uh, no, it, it could be when. I think it's not necessarily just when we played them, uh, but where they at uh, right now, we have not led for one second with a team with a winning record, Hollywood. Right. Hey, I want to give my game ball a taste from hell. That dude got energy from four quarters. If everybody would play like Taylor from Hill, we'd be undefeated right now. Yeah, the only, pro- the only problem, Hollywood, you probably a Taysom Hill fan, and you'd be like, oh, we get Derek Carr knock- knocked out. Why don't we just keep uh, – why don't we just put Taysom Hill more at quarterback uh, in- instead of how we uh, spot play him? And, uh, you know, whether it's Jameis Winston or uh, Derek Carr, Taysom Hill's coming in and out the game at quarterback. It's just going to happen. Whether it's 15 to 20 snaps uh, or not. Now, uh, you know what the last two games that we haven't won – and I think uh, Pete Carmichael listening to us. You know, we were 18 and one with seven or more carries. Uh, where now we've lost two in a row because uh, today he ran the balls uh, 13 times. But with that being said, you know, how you wanted to be a quarterback. There was a play. I'm telling you, Chris Olave is wide open. Uh, Taysom Hill throw the ball out there. Get it out there. He underthrew him, and it was a long foul ball. Uh, uh, like um, uh, Greg used to. Greg Williams used to say. When it was a long pass and it was incomplete, whatever, or maybe out of bounds, go, oh, long foul ball. Would Taysom Hill didn't get the ball out there enough? Chris Olave had a touchdown. Because you know they want to stop Taysom from running, 
but then he didn't throw the ball. Uh, listen, I love Taysom. I, I got three Taysom Hill T-shirts that I wear. Swiss Army knife, jack of all trades, all of that. Instead of the goat, the joke, uh, jack of all trades. Taysom Hill cannot play quarterback every, uh, like uh, every down, every down, because he's not a good enough passer. Now, fans might not want to accept that, but it's just the reality. And that was one play by him not getting the ball out there, uh, you know, to Chris Olave right. was a perfect example. NFL quarterback, come on, because uh, it wasn't like you got to fit it in there. Throw the damn ball out there. Let Chris Olave go run and get it. It's a touchdown. Want to hear from you on the Ciroc Point after? Give us a call. Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. Taking a break and be right back after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Ciroc Point after the Lions taking down the Saints 33-28 in the Caesars Superdome. Third straight loss in a row for the black and gold. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line after we get into Diamond in the Rough performance of the game presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Cajun Cannon, I know there's got to be one at least standout performance from a Diamond in the Rough in this matchup. Well, uh, Steve, I'm almost going to give an honorable mention, not only a Diamond in the Rough, and you might say, well, he should do something. I'm going to start with the honorable mention first. Okay. Uh, now, you know, Pete Warner's hurt, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, if you step up, what are you going to do? Who stepped up last year and got rewarded uh, with Atlanta? Caden Ellis. Exactly. So I got to give Zach, Zach Bond credit. Zach Bond's the only one on the team that came up with a sack. Zach Bond, honorable mention, got a sack, uh, got a quarterback hurry, got a tackle for a loss. Now, it's about time, uh, you know, it comes to fruition that he's uh, making plays. But truly diamond in the rough, considering where he's at. Because this cat is, to me, like, uh, you know, like like this would be like Andrew Dowell. Uh, you know, before he got hurt, uh, special teams ace. And when you look at uh, Nephi Sewell, okay, if you look at Nephi Sewell, and he was amongst the leaders— uh, Steve, I, I, I'm right now, I'm, I'm trying to look at my notes. The linebacker we have got from Appalachian State, Charlie, help me out right here, uh, who was amongst the best in leaders. Oh, DeMarco Jackson. Okay, DeMarco Jackson. Okay, I look at Nephi Sewell, DeMarco Jackson, DeMarco Jackson, Nephi Sewell. Okay, who's going to take advantage of opportunity we have to play? You look on the depth chart and, and where they're at, and uh, they've both been outstanding on special teams as far as coverage. But Nephi Sue getting a chance to play linebacker. And I thought he'd get more of an opportunity because, you know, on the depth chart, uh, he's behind Pete Werner. And uh, DeMario Davis, DeMarco Jackson is behind him. So you look, uh, you know, when they uh, not doing a nickel, but traditional uh, three linebackers would be Pete Werner, DeMario Davis, and Zach Bond. But Nephi Sue getting an opportunity. He tied uh, for the lead in a tackles. Uh, with eight. Uh, now, Paulson Adebo, uh boy, it's amazing how, uh, you know, he's been kind of up and down, but uh, he, he stepped up his game without having Lattimore. He led the team with six unassisted tackles. He had eight total, but so did Nephi uh, Sewell uh, with eight tackles. And then he had two tackles for a loss. So good for Nephi Sewell. And, Steve, it's unbelievable. I mean, He's playing against his brother. 
His brothers probably uh, the best of the best. Uh, if you look at the four brothers, okay. Now think about this: you might, if you had one offspring, yeah, you'd be uh, you'd be proud. He has a brother plays with the Bears. He's with the Saints. That's Noah. Noah plays with the Bears linebacker. Yeah, and then you got Nephi with the Saints. Right. And then you got uh, uh, a with Detroit. With Detroit, look where he was drafted. And you got another one that Gabriel, played, who plays yeah, linebacker for it, the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL. Right. So and then I you mean, look at this. Who I'm seeing additionally, his uncles Richard Brown and Isaac Sopayaga were both played in the NFL as well. So that family is NFL chock full of talent. So uh, whatever offspring, if you're a scout, uh, whatever baby. Start breeding with the Sewells? No, whatever babies they make and uh, just watch their development, what they do in high school and all that. <laughs> At least you give them a college scholarship, and then they might develop uh, to a pro like all their uncles and their cousins and stuff. <laughs> but Nephi Sewell, truly a diamond in the rough. That Diamond in the Rough performance is presented by friend and company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. Going to be back with more on the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who that? We are back here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Get into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and sex line. Alex and Wagaman, we see you. What you got for us today, Alex? Hey, 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 Bobby. Hey, Steve, listen, I'm trying to figure out what is Mickey Loomis drinking that I can get my hands on where he sees everything we need is in the locker room? Is Dennis Allen and Derek Carr in this locker room? Well, uh, what is he seeing? He's looking at stability. And what I mean by stability, and I I don't know, it's always cover your ass. Uh, Let me tell you what it is. Uh, That you're not horrendous. You know, who would you consider as, like, horrendous right now? But sometimes it takes that to climb back up the ladder of the mountain, uh, like the Carolina Panthers. Or you look at teams like, man, they have no chance. Now you look at the Bears. They might be bad, but look at their draft picks in the future. So I don't know if Mickey ever wanted to be in that situation. He wanted us to be relevant. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, they would never admit this, but uh, if I could uh, hold their feet to the fire and torture them, <laughs> I, I guarantee a lot of executives would agree to this. They want the fan base to keep coming to the games where you have a fighting chance. And what I mean by that, even if the Saints, let's say we win five games in a row. Okay, I'm just saying, what if we win five games in a row? Do you think we have a championship team? Uh, no, but hell no. Oh, but Bobby won the NFC South. So what if we host the Cowgirls or something and get waxed like Tampa Bay? Didn't Tampa Bay win the NFC South last year? What happened the first game? So now, see, you know what the owners want? This is what they want. Now, this is going through decades of Competitive. Football. They want you to be competitive, and you throw the fans a bone, and uh, that's why you got to win double digits. You know, when you hover, now, now they play 17 games. So that's why if you, win, sure, ten, right. if you win 10 games, that's not overly impressive. You play freaking 17 so if you ten and seven, so no, at least you're trending in the right direction. But to truly be elite of elite, now everybody wants to be elite. Not that's few and far between, but that's when you know you truly have a champion. But that's hard to do. That is hard to do. So uh, if I'm not going to be elite, are we still going to sustain have sustained success? What I mean by that, win the hunt, win the hunt, and you do that with players maybe you've counted on in the past. But then everyone gets old. The Saints got an old team right now. 
And uh, I think DeMario Davis obviously has been more productive than Cam Jordan. But then we, we rewarded Cam Jordan, not what he did in the past, which is unbelievable, but we paying him like for next season in 2025, whatever. So what are they going to do in the future? So the bottom line is, Alex, when you look at it, like Mickey Loomis is playing the percentages that uh, we, we continue to sell out the Dome because we have a competitive team and we're in the playoff hunt. But you look how bad the division is. That's why I'm saying right now, if we don't win the NFC South, considering strength of schedule, they all got to freaking go. Uh, if we 7-10 again, come on. That, that, that's a, Listen, that's underachieving. I'm like, oh, well, we, we played hard. Oh, no, they played hard. But you still were down 21-0. to You still were minus two. You know, Mickey said like, oh, well, we're taking away the football. That's slowly getting uh, whittled down to where we might turn over margin be back to zero. Now, I'm not going to be minus 11 like we were last year, but all of a sudden uh, we minus two for the game. And you're playing a winning team. That's when you got to be plus two. Not when you're playing the damn Bears and you're plus five. Who are the freaking Bears? We plus, we're taking the football away like five times and we barely won. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the fans of Huda Nation, we're too smart for that. We're too smart for that, and that's why I got to – and listen, the Saints have a great organization. They have great people, but it's a production business. If you win, you get to continue to keep your job. If you don't win, changes have to be made. Now, uh, Ms. Gale, to me, you know who's above Mickey Loomis? I'm just speculating here. would be like Dennis Lauscher. Dennis Lauscher is the version of Tom Benson without being Tom Benson. I think uh, on his console – uh, I think Ms. Gail Benson will listen to Dennis Slauscher. I think she'll listen to Mickey Loomis. Come on, Ms. Gail Benson is not trying to talk football uh, uh, to Mickey Loomis. Or, and uh, Dennis Slauscher might uh, take advice. And uh, like, uh, like if, if you look at Mickey uh, with the draft, he counts on Jeff Ireland. So you look in the first rounds, these cats that aren't working out. Uh, now, uh, Mickey would get the credit if they work out. Uh, but he has to look at Jeff Farland. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Right. So even if I would retire and fade off into the sunset, uh, I'm not handing that responsibility. Well, what have you done for the team? You got to win. Uh, the bottom line, you got to win. Again, every year. I'm not saying you got to be like a, a temper uh, with Carolina and, and, and four, year, four or five years where they fire four or five people. No, that's instability. That's kind of like Mark Davis and the Raiders. Right, and then all who the that. heck's want to go, to, want to go there? Yeah, yeah. No, no I, I want to go be a coach for Tepper. They, they, <laughs> if you get but, fired, you're going to get paid. If you get fired, you get uh, – look at Frank Reich. He hardly uh, lasted there, and he got, he got to pay him $30 million. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, he, he's too rich. Uh, Tepper's too rich with the Carolina Panthers. But uh, the bottom line is that you have to win. And if you don't win, changes are made. Do you know that it's hard to last in one place how long Bill Belichick has lasted with the Panthers? I remember Coach Moore, and we were Patriots. talking about this. The Patriots. Uh, what I said? Panthers. He just had uh, Panthers on the brain. Yeah, yeah like Sorry. Patriots. Oh, okay, but I remember talking to Coach Moore about this. A lot of times you wear out your welcome if you last uh, nine years or more. Remember Jeff Fisher? They went from the Houston Oilers to the Tennessee Titans and how long you last. No, it's hard to last two decades plus because it's hard to win the NFL. It's just the nature of the business. Uh, but if you don't win, changes are made. 
Well, watch every year. Coaches are already getting fired. Six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year in the NFL. Some don't even last one year because uh, they don't have any patience. Now, you might last one year. You might not. You might last two seasons. No, Dennis Allen knows he's on the hot seat. And how he finishes this season is going to be a big difference of whether he's here or not. Well, what are we going to do, Steve, the next five games? Because you can't say, well, well Bob, uh, Bobby, look at the adversity that we faced it. We, we faced coming up. We play in the freaking Carolina Panthers. At home. And we play in the Giants at home. At uh, home, right. Are they good? No. Uh, they're not good. Okay, and then we got to go the Rams uh, Thursday night. Mid-level uh, team, I would say. The Rams are playing better lately. Then yeah. you got at Tampa and, and the Falcons in the Caesar Superdome. So uh, right now, uh, like Dennis Allen, if you want to be back in the thick of things, how about you go instead of a three-game losing streak, how about you go on a five-game winning streak? And if not, uh, then changes might uh, have to be made. And again, it's not like uh, like hating or or, or or not being fair. No, the NFL is highly competitive. It's a production it's a business. business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sliding up here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to hear from you, 504-260-1870. We're going to pause 10 seconds right now for stations well, to identify Steve, themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Steve, Network. Before we get to that, uh, let me tell you right now, uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, uh, one thing, Mickey Loomis, uh, Gail Benson, everybody involved, Dennis Lasher and all that. Okay, are we supposed to have the damn dome feel advantage and stand up and get crunk? You know, dating back to the start of the 2021 season, the Saints are now 8-12. and 8-12 and 12 at home. How does that happen? So not 12-8. and eight. Uh, You know, NFL's hard. We're 8-12 and 12 at home, and more than half of those have come by double digits. So you look at the Tampa Bay. No, listen, fans tell me all the time, I love coming to the games. I want to be in that number. But it's like uh, we don't have no edge playing in the season Superdome right now. All right, now you got to let us pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Going to pause right here. We'll be right back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who dat? After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We're back here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Fuel up for the next game at McDonald's. Saints going down 33-28 to the Detroit Lions. Now have lost three in, oh, three in a row through the black and gold, sitting 5-7 and seven on the season. Bobby, what's bugging you about today's game? That's brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. Well, because uh, I think that um – you know, maybe I'll overemphasize this, uh, but I think it's truly imperative. Like, if we were playing, I don't know, I'm looking at the 49ers and the Eagles or Chiefs, whoever you might think is by really hot. Or I was going to say the upper echelon. The upper echelon amongst the best of the best. Well, I know one thing that you need to do is win the turnover battle. Steve, I said this on Wednesday. 
uh, probably Tuesday and Wednesday, and then I said this in the pregame, and uh, it was just the opposite. Can we be plus two? And I think that'd be significant. Detroit listened to you, and they're like, all right, we'll be plus two. Uh, no, because they were minus five, we were plus six. I said, right. this type of game, and especially playing at home, you get the crowd involved. You know, you don't have necessarily have to have a scooped score, pick six, but just take away the football. Look how that entailed uh, the outcome of the game where we're losing seven to zero. And look at field position where the um, turnovers occurred. You know, it could be like, well, you're about to score, you have a turnover, kind of like what happened against Atlanta, or vice versa, you give them unbelievable field, field position. So all of a sudden, uh, we got an interception, and Derek Carr threw a good ball. Juwan Johnson got to catch it. But they intercepted, and now we minus one, and we're losing 14 to nothing. So that's what's bugging me, where this is a game that and we've been good at taking away the football and overall uh, protecting it. But we're a minus two in the turnover margin instead of being plus two. And I, I'm still amazed uh, that because if you'd have told me we're going to be minus two, I would say, oh, the Lions are going to beat us by double digits. So I would have thought this would be instead of 33-28, more like a 33-20 game. Uh, you know, something like that, uh, that being minus two. So uh, that's what's bugging me, that we're not able to get in the plus side and not get any takeaways. And what's also bugging me, we still can't sack the quarterback this year. We had one sack. We have 19 sacks. I know. We got one. It was like, holy crap. You know, when's the last time we've seen that? No. uh, Does any quarterback look like they freak it out when they play in the Saints right now? Not at all. I don't know. Way too comfortable. They feel very poised, whether it's a seasoned veteran or way it's a Division Two quarterback like with the Bears. Whoever we play, look at Desmond Ritter. I mean, he threw Honey Badger a couple of picks. But we don't seem like that. That uh, the opposing quarterback is like. Taking oh, a beating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're not giving him the business. Like now, our quarterback is. No, no exactly. <laughs> now, you can't really hit the quarterback anymore. You can't land on him. But we're not influencing like negative throws. It's amazing to me how many interceptions we have and and not really uh, because I think it goes hand in hand. Uh, you know, quarterback hurries, hits, sacks, quarterbacks. All of a sudden, they all balance and they throwing the ball up. Uh, but that, that didn't seem like that was the case uh, today with Jerry Goff. That he was, you know, uh, intimidated by playing the Saints defense. No, that pass rush has definitely been a problem this season. And like you said, there to me, it's impressive that. You know, you think you need to speed up that clock in a quarterback's head and force him to make those, you know, bad decisions. And that hasn't been the case. But for a while, yeah, the Saints were up there and getting interceptions and creating those takeaways. It just hasn't, you know, come to fruition of late for this this ball club, though. Well, and uh, th- there was a play, Steve, um, that is 33-28. to 28, And it was a third and 10. Did you see when uh, golf kind of stepped up? And then he threw a swing route, and the Lions guy just dropped the ball. No, uh, he would have taken it to the house about 70 yards or whatever. There was nobody out there. But that's why I said, oh, well, the brakes aren't going our way. Uh, well, the brakes went our way. That break did, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the Lions should have had a touchdown right there, and the receiver dropped it. So you make your own breaks or whatever, give and take. Uh, you know, you look both sides. That's why uh, – you know, you make excuses and uh, you have a handful of plays, woulda, coulda, shoulda, right. we did this or that. That's kind of a two-way street. That goes both ways. 
when you truly break down the film and look at every play in the game. How about the uh, word today that's the official on that sideline uh, got really jacked up in the footage of that. You saw the the leg get crunched. Uh, it, it was pretty brutal. A statement from the NFL uh, said, Bobby, that a member of the chain crew was injured, obviously did not return to the game. The chain crew will operate with one fewer member for the remainder of the game when that happened. They never had like anybody be able to fill in for him. If you look at his leg, how it was bent, uh, that was very Alex Smith-like. Right. Uh, you look how it was, how it was contorted and uh, bent. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, at first I was looking. I thought it might have been a player that was down. I had no idea it was a sideline no, official. No, Steve, I told you. I said, man, uh, Steve, uh, pull up YouTube, whatever, and all that stuff. Right, I they'll said, have no. it. Uh, they, they pulled this up. Now, the network doesn't want to show it. No, then I uh, saw it and didn't want to see it. Uh, no, it, his leg was all uh, like, ooh, it was definitely Not going the right way, exactly. No, it, it was like, and, you know, that's why you never know on the NFL when bodies are flying around. You better have your head on a swivel. Because when Alvin Kamara screaming down the sideline, he wipes him out. Come on, it was just a freak-type accident. Uh, but it just shows you the significant uh, and the violent sport that the NFL is. Going to pause here on the Ciroc point after when we get back. Here, uh, Jameis Winston's post-game interview. Obviously not Derek Carr after he's dealing with an injury. So it'll be Jameis Winston audio when we get back right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. So what if Jameis would lead us to go 5-0? and Holo, he'd be like Teddy Bridgewater 2.0. Go Jaboo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go Jaboo 2.0. And then all of a sudden he gets paid in the future because <laughs> what he did to close out the season. That's what should motivate him. Who that? Be right back. Welcome back to the Ciroc Point after want to get into Jameis Winston's post-game interview, which is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Well, from my position, I'm always lifting Derek up. Um, but from the city's position, like I agree with Tyron. I believe that we got to give them something to cheer for. Um, I, I know that's, uh, that can be difficult at times, but he was very resilient. He answered the, the bell. Um, but to the fans, like we function off your support. And I know that we got to come in and give you all something to cheer for. But just know that you, imp- you impact us because we're trying to to lift you up. We're trying to uh, put on a show for you. So your support, uh, your cheering, um, the inspiration that you give us is, this is why we do this. We do this for you. Um, we won't have a job if it wasn't for you all. So I just encourage all of y'all to, to get behind us. Like that's what this city is about. This city is about resilience. This city is about, you know, building and staying together. And, uh, and despite our record, despite what's the situation that's going on, we gotta stand together. Because only only people that can fix this is us, and that's y'all included. That's the fans, that's the team, uh, and, and that's it. Did Derek go through what he has, just away with injuries and kind of just battling? What have you kind of seen from him from like a, just kind of how he's handled everything? Yeah, my, my biggest thing is just continue to lift him up. Like when you are a starting NFL quarterback, like a lot of a lot of things come with that. Uh, but he's handling it the right way. Uh, he's out. He's going out there doing his job. He's out there going out there fighting for his team, uh, and, and that and that's that. What's it like being kind of his teammate in terms of just um, you know not only supporting him but also like kind of maybe like yeah. Any any teammate that I have, I'm gonna lift him up. I'm gonna speak life into them, despite what anyone can say. 
You know what I'm saying? We 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 all out here. We doing this for, for the glory of God. We we doing this to glorify the Lord. We're not doing this for no man. We're not doing this for no woman. Like it's not it's not for it's not for that. Like, as a team, like the Saints are offense, defense, special teams, and our fans. Like we are a team. Like our fans are a part of our team. Like we know. I, I mean, I've, I've been on the opposite side and seen how this place was rocking and how that affected, you know, the the other team. Like, but we all are one. So if you are part of the Saints, I'm gonna speak life into you. I'm gonna lift you up. Whether that's Derek, whether that's, uh, you know, a specialist. It, it doesn't matter who it is. We are together and we gotta stay together. We gotta stick together. We gotta dig down and just keep believing and have faith. Because you know what it's like. It wasn't surprising today to see all the and all that. Go yeah, it don't I don't it doesn't matter about them. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about who we are. We're the Saints. And since I've been a part of this organization, uh, we have always found a way uh, to overcome any type of adversity and we always stuck together. Right, because that's what it is. That's that Southern love. That's that, that's that New Orleans love, right? That's that gumbo, a bunch of different mixtures, putting together in a pot, and you make something beautiful. And we still have opportunity to make something beautiful. Uh, we just got to have our, our fans support faith as a team. We have to go out there and put on a show, uh, do our job. I have to do my job better. Everyone has, has accountability in this, uh, and we're going to continue to uh, increase and, uh, and speak life uh, and, and push forward. Seamus, uh, how frustrating not to be able to come one, one more, get one more drive in the end zone there at the end. Uh, I, I think just the entire game, playing from behind uh, as, a, as a team, we want to get on top. We want to start dominating our, po- our opponent from the rip, um, and, uh, and that's going to be our mission for this upcoming week. How about for you, this, this is kind of an interesting season for you. You've now had three different games, but you, you don't know at the beginning of the day if you're going to play or not. Um, you want to put your best football out there, but it's been some urgent situations sometimes. Like, how tough is that to to play under uh, under that situation? I'm, I'm I'm grateful for every yeah. opportunity. Uh, I, I I view it as you know a baseball perspective as the closer coming in uh, any given time or a reliever coming in any given time no matter if it's nine runs if you're, if you're down nine zero no matter if you're up you know ten nothing like you coming in there to, to do a job and do your best uh, and, and, and try to just go well not try but go out there and put on your best performance. Jameson, Alvin had a pretty historic day today just how important was he to the success that y'all were able to find off? Well he like everything that we do goes through him like he's the best player on our team uh, and that's what he expects. That's what we expect out of him. Uh, I, I'm just I'm grateful to be his teammate, and I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of how he comes to work every single day. When you are in a locker room with a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame guy, you know they can just you know do whatever they want to do. But he comes with an approach. He shows up on game day and puts on the show for all of us. Can you talk about being able to come back and how you can channel that maybe that fight as far as going through this final stretch of the season? Well, I think it just starts with, with one play at a time, and when you're fighting from behind. You're desperate. You know what I'm saying? You want it. It's like you want it. Like you don't want to go out there and, and get beat. You know, I think that just starts with the initial punch. Like you got to be desperate. Like, desperate. When you think about the, the most influential boxers, like they going in there and every punch matters. Every time they, they take a they take a punch, it, it matters. They're desperate for victory. They're desperate for a win. And I think that, that level of, of just want to, that level of hunger kind of propels you uh, in those situations. Do you expect that desperation will be present for this team for the remaining five games of the season? I, I, I do. I do. From your vantage point, what will be the keys to string up some wins going down the stretch? Uh, it starts one play at a time. Doing our job to the best of our abilities, one play at a time.
Can I ask you a totally different topic? Your school being left out of the playoff, what your reaction is to it? My initial reaction, I was, I was hurt, uh, especially with the, the defensive performance that we put on. Uh, the amazing job by uh, our head coach Mike Norville uh, for finding a way to wield a championship, you know, with this his third string quarterback. Um, I, I think that it's way bigger uh, than what we can see from the naked eye. Uh, however, uh, Florida State, uh, you, you are continuing to have an incredible season, continue to, to persevere regardless of the naysayers or regardless who uh, tries to limit you from your destiny. Uh, we're still not finished. We, we still got to go and finish strong. And I just commend, you know, Mike Norvell and uh, that team for rallying behind Jordan uh, and playing great football, you know, going into the swamp, uh, playing against a tough team. Anytime you're in a rivalry game, it's going to be a tough game. You saw that with Alabama and Auburn. I think Alabama's a team that they put in front front of us uh, and finishing strong. Like when you're a champion, uh, that feels good. Uh, and I'm, I'm just proud of, of, of those guys. I'm proud of our head coach uh, for uh, bringing another championship uh, to, to, to Florida State. That's quarterback Jamin's Wiston's post-game interview brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Going to take a break on the Ciroc point after. And when we get back, back to more of your calls right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, Hoodats, want to hear from you on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line that's 504-260-1870 first up marcel in reserve what you got marcel the saints need to clean the whole organization out cleaning house dennis allen dennis allen is horrible pete carmichael is horrible mickey loomis is horrible david Carr, i don't know where he come from he's horrible but yeah, I mean, he ain't going nowhere. They're paying him too much money. Uh, they're not going to eat thirty-five million. Uh, so Marcel, uh, you know, there's uh, different decisions that's going to be made for the future. But uh, no, and he got knocked out. So you might see uh, Jameis Winston the next five games. Uh, he needs to be the second coming of Teddy Two Gloves. He needs to be like Teddy Bridgewater. Let me tell you, Jameis Winston. Well, what if he led the team? Now, you have to look at your opponent, but it's still NFL. What if you led a victory, uh, victories, I should say, against Carolina, the Giants, Rams, Bucks, and the Falcons, and all of a sudden you close out the season? If the Saints don't want to reward him, uh, all of a sudden he added about three or four years to his career and get paid a bunch of millions. Uh, so just look at Teddy Bridgewater, post-Saints, where he's ended up. I'm going to say off the top of my head, but Lions – like Broncos, Dolphins, and all that, uh, you make a great living. And it's all because when he went on that five-game winning streak uh, with the Saints. So, no, uh, Jameis Winston, you, you got to trust God. And nothing wrong with that to be blessed. But uh, you can't. You got to be more accurate with the football. God's not going to help you be accurate. They got Christians on both sides of the football. Now, if you take that approach. If you look at it, it was third and 13, Jameis Winston Talavi, that tip ball plus 30. Wasn't when, when that red ass, like, or not red ass, like uh, just lucky a horseshoe up your butt? That, that, that wasn't necessarily planned. What needed to be planned was Jameis to be more accurate to Chris Olave. Look at the separation he had on that curl route and ball placement. Now that one, okay, Chris Olave make a great catch. It hit both your hands. Uh, both the hands. But you look on the fourth down. Now, uh, that was incomplete. That was behind Chris Olave. Uh, but but uh, on that third down, uh, 
I mean, uh, it could have been maybe a little better pass, but Chris Olave got to catch that. So it's just, uh, it's always, uh, oh, so close, uh, but so far. Now, Marcel, uh, I don't think because um, all the different things he's dealing with and probably uh, two concussions now in one season, uh, Jameis Winston has a great opportunity going forward. And it's all going to start come Carolina, uh, come December the 10th. Now, uh, 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 Steve, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Marcel, uh, you know, uh, come December the 10th. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Bryce? Uh, can you imagine? Uh, this is like a movie. I might say it's a bad movie. But what if you have Jameis Winston versus Andy Dalton uh, come December 10th in the season of Superdome? Uh, that, that's not far-fetched. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, yeah. When, when you see it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of intrigued. An epic showdown. Yeah, I'm intrigued with the season better <laughs> to see what's going to come about. And Steve was also uh, next Sunday, December the 10th. You know what it is? What you got? And you always got to get a birthday cake. It's the first time those words were uttered. Who that nation? Not who that, but who that nation? December the 10th. The infamous uh, Cowboys game? When I said yeah. that in the post game okay. on Sunday night, December the 10th, 2006. I always remember 06. that because that's okay. uh, post Pearl Harbor. You know, December the 7th, so I was like, oh, shit, just around the corner. So it's going to be 17 years since those words were uttered. Post-Katrina, we just whipped the cowgirls. I'm thinking off the top of my head, 14, uh, 42 to 17, something like that. I, I know, like, uh, Corny, the Arizona State fullback, <laughs> right, scored, Mike three, Carney. scored three touchdowns. <laughs> And uh, Sean Payton beat his mentor. Sean was in his bag that night. Bill Parcells and all that. And they had fans calling up from Missouri, from Virginia. Instead of 1 in the morning, we extended the point after till 3 a.m. The extra point after. And we could have continued to go on forever. And I remember the first time those words were ever uttered. And I said, boy, you had people calling from Missouri, like I said, in Virginia. Boy, it's so great to hear your voice. I'm away from home, but I feel like I'm back home. And I said, there's a who that nation out there. Now, we all know we went to the NFC Championship. I don't know how we became the second seed. We were 10-6 and six that year. No, ultimately, we ended up winning the Super Bowl after the 2009 season. But, yeah, when we played Carolina, that's the birthday of the who that nation in the Caesar Superdome come uh, December 10th. Next Sunday. I'm bringing you a cake, the father of the Houdat Nation. Yeah, and uh, a different plug. Uh, just go to Rouse's <laughs> and, 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 and tell him. Go to Rouse's and uh, where was ever your favorite Rouse? Oh, there's Rouse's everywhere. Yeah, I got delicious cakes uh, uh, for yeah, sure. Just go. I want a Houdat Nation birthday cake. And educate your kids. Educate your kids. The and your birth of the Houdat Nation. I like it. And, and just uh, embrace the Houdat Nation and what it means to be a Saints fan. Want to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line? Seeing Gavin in New Orleans East wants to give us a shout. What you got today, Gavin? All right. Good evening, guys. Uh, I'm thinking we got it like the first call, the previous caller said, we just got a clean house. Uh, Dennis Allen, I'm not sold on him. Uh, his record speaks for itself. Uh, today, you know, the coaching, especially the offensive coordinating, I thought, uh, was bad, especially on the trick play, even though they scored the touchdown. You know, why are you going to give the ball a taste? I and mean, even the announcers, I know you guys were in the dome, but Daryl Johnson, even when 
Jameis came in and on that last offensive drive, why you're not putting Chase in more in the game to try and get you some yards closer. You just didn't understand that. And, uh, you know, the Saints may, Bobby, they may win. I know that uh, we got an easy record, but right. I just see that. Easy schedule. E- easy to rest of the schedule. I mean, uh, Gavin, I- I- I'm yeah, telling you, it- it- it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, you know what in theory could happen, Gavin? Because you know how you get so close but so far. So what if we all of a sudden, now this is theory. Uh, it's not like what's going to happen. So what if we five and seven, right? So what if we would win our next one, two, three, four, five games in a row? Because uh, look who we playing. Okay, it's not far-fetched. Bam, 10-win season. Because uh, Okay, that's what I'm saying. And you might, and then all of a sudden we uh, we host a home playoff game because we won the NFC South, and then we get embarrassed. Well, you can't say oh, everything's status quo. No, no, it's about winning championships. So then you know what happened? Dennis Allen would stay on board, and they would change offensive coordinators, and Pete Carmichael would go with Sean Payton in Denver. I'll play devil's advocate though right, right now with you, Bobby. Have you seen anything at all that gives you any confidence we could win five in a row right now? No, uh, but we could beat uh, four out of the next five or something. Okay. Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't know about the Rams on Thursday night. Uh, I'm still That's a tough one on the road for sure. Uh, uh, but, uh, but but the Giants, are t- they're sorry. Uh, the Panthers are sorry. But then you might say, well, Abear, uh, the Saints are sorry right now. Right, look in the uh, mirror. Uh, okay, no, I understand that. <laughs> but that they flip a coin. Who knows what's going to happen? But I just look at divisional appointed opponents. You never know how that's going to turn out. Now, we've always played well at Tampa Bay. And then I'm telling you, I still believe this, 2024, uh, that you're going to come early January. The Falcons coming to the uh, Caesar Superdome is going to be to win the NFC South. Watch. You mentioned those uh, NFC South battle going on right now, Bobby, in Tampa. The Bucks have a 14-10 lead over the Panthers right now starting the fourth quarter there. So, yeah, tight one, tight one. No. not a surprise uh, in a divisional matchup. Yeah, a divisional matchup. I mean, that flip a coin. That, 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 I mean, that could go either way. And, and look at Carolina. Uh, they fired their coach. You fired Frank Reich. Uh, look at Carolina. What, they've won a game? One game. Uh, I, I mean, uh, now I, I can tell you. And what uh, weirdly, it was against the Houston Texans. Uh, yeah. Do you know when this guy's really fallen, though? When it's really fallen. And it's not out mathematically. This guy's really fallen. If at home, well, we lose. It happened last year. Carolina ran all over us. Mm-hmm. If we lose to Carolina next week, uh, you you, uh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, no, I'm telling you, just that's why I'm slowing my yeah. approach because I, I didn't think we were going to beat the Lions. Now, we had a chance, but you can't fall behind. Like I said, 21-0 to zero and you're minus two. I'm still amazed we're in the game. No, what we had think? basically just sat down and was like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to go back to the studio. I don't want to watch this. I'm like, what? We're losing 21? I mean, come on. <laughs> To, to your point, too, with the Superdome, Bobby, now the Saints are 6-8 and eight in the Dome under head coach Dennis Allen. So D.A. as head coach, Saints are 6-8 and eight in the Superdome. So we played uh, so as, as 14 games. Uh, we should be, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair. You're not going to go undefeated. Uh, we should be 6-8. and eight. We should be 9-5. Nine, nine okay. Okay, that's, I'm trying to be fair. 9-5 is fair. No, we, we <laughs> should be 9-5. You think that, that that's monumental difference. Uh, uh, you know, six wins versus nine at home. No, it's tough again in the NFL. Always said this. 
that when you look in theory, now this is going back to 16 games schedule instead of 17. Right. Okay, you play eight games at home, can you go six and two and be 500 on the road? Then you get the double-digit wins. Now you That's have your an, recipe, right. Now you have an extra game. So to go, you can lose, to go 10 and seven. That's not actually too much no. for any franchise to go 10 and seven in a season, season if you're truly rele- relevant. And everybody wants to be relevant. But it's a lot easier said than done. And if you don't get uh, to double-digit wins in the hunt, and uh, you're hovering around, I don't know, we're seven and ten, seven and ten. What? That's not winning football. Changes have to be made. Our phone lines are lit up here on the Ciroc Point. After going to get to you right after the break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Of note in the NFC South, Tampa Bay just getting into the end zone now, up twenty-one to ten over the Carolina Panthers. Eleven and a half minutes to go in that game. Saints falling hard to the Detroit Lions today, folks. It was a thirty-three twenty-eight defeat to the hands of those. Lions were now nine and three. The black and gold falling to five and seven have dropped their last three. We are going to get to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line and got Sean on the West Bank. What you got for us, Sean? Hey, hey, Bobby. Hey, what you got, hey, Sean? Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look here, Bobby. Y'all talk to James. I heard you say to y'all, James Wilson make win five games with you. Well, no, no, uh, I, I'm trying to be optimistic. Bobby's and, uh, daydreaming right now. No, oh, no, night no, dreaming. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm making the point uh, that no one knew that Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, was going to win 5-0 and when he took over Drew Brees, and all of a sudden he magically parlayed that into uh, unbelievable future contracts and helped his lifestyle. So I'm saying, uh, but those Saints were winning with Drew. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were winning. And then now uh, Jameis. But uh, how about if Jameis is just accurate? Uh, maybe, Sean, you don't think Jameis will be accurate enough, uh, but uh, he'll have an opportunity. You know, he wants to still be a starting NFL quarterback. Well, if uh, Derek Carr is knocked out, Jameis is going to have that opportunity. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he's playing Carolina 1-1 game. So wouldn't you think he's going to have success? I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Man, Jameis Winston throw too many bad passes. Man, he got a lot of bull crap with him, brother. You know? Well, well that is true. That he is. almost throw a pick, a pick six today. Well, well, the, that ball from, uh, well, well that, 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 Detroit going to tip that ball. I think that uh, defender no, right that, 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 that was luck. Uh-huh. That, that, that might have been a pick six the other way, taking it to the house. And ended up uh, having a uh, uh, plus 30-yard gain. Uh, Sean, you know what might happen? I think it was against Carolina. You know when Sean Payton got all over Jameis Winston? Like, where in the hell are you throwing the ball? He ended up having a touchdown pass in the red zone. I think it was against Carolina. To Callaway. And, 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 and he said, I just put it in God's hands. God's plan, yeah. I mean, God, what? I mean, uh, uh, God, you don't think the other team be praying to God? Too, amen, man, amen. Hey, Sean, that's what I say. They got Christians on both sides. Uh, you better physically be able to do it. Now you want God to bless and prosper you, but you think if God's always gonna work mir- miracles? Uh, come on, uh, Jameis, uh, that's not reality. Come you on. You got to throw that ball, man. You don't look. Uh, Jameis Winston's full of crap. That's all I got to say, Bob. All right, Sean. No, no, that, that listen. Jameis is gonna have an opportunity. Uh, you know. Um, uh, because uh, you, you want to parlay your future and give an opportunity uh, to play. Uh, well, I think uh, with Derek Carr getting knocked out in the condition that he's in, he'll have an opportunity. And it, it's very winnable games. And again, uh, Steve, 
you might, you know, you might say, well, well, Bobby, how do you think you could beat anybody? I don't know. It's like bad playing bad. I mean, I think Carolina's bad, but I don't think we're as bad as Carolina. So I don't know what's going to happen. You look at the Giants. The Giants are sorry. They have Danny DeVito playing quarterback. I mean, and you're playing him at home? Uh, you know, uh, um, that's why I was saying, boy, if we could get off the, uh, you know, unbelievable start and beat the Lions and be plus two in the turnover margin, then you got, uh, you know, you got Carolina coming to town and the Giants, maybe you can win three in a row. That's why all I know is, let me tell fans, that when you're competing as a player, when the hell you think these players are supposed to do? Give up? You, you, you got to be a pro. You got to fight. If you want to make a living, and let, let's say you want to do this for a decade plus, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter what the record is. Okay, what are you going to do next week come December 10th against Carolina? Right, like you always say, the eye and the, the sky don't lie, and what you put on tape is forever. And, and Steve, you know what I told you to tell your son this? And when you're learning to play football in that, in one snap and clear. Good or bad, what's uh, next? Okay, what's right. next? Uh, let's say you did awesome. Uh, so what? You got to do that again yeah, right. and again and again. So let's say you didn't do good. Uh, so you got to flush it, and then you got to bounce back uh, the next game. That, that That's just the way it is. If you want to last. Now, if you keep uh, messing up, messing up, messing up, they get somebody else. And then you got to you know get a real job, uh, whatever. Uh, but, but when I'm looking at where they're at right now, it's not far-fetched uh, from a talent standpoint now. Like, I agree with Deuce with this. Man, you know, you get to the point sometimes in that locker room, I don't care if it's ugly, whatever, you got to find a way to win. We just got to win a damn game. So what if it's against Carolina, who's only won one game? And then you go from there, and then you got the Giants come to town, then you try and win another one. But, you know, you don't look at the crystal ball. We do this as fans, and I do this and look at the opponents we're playing. But right now, because uh, the NFC South is the NFC doubt, even though Atlanta got to feel good about themselves right now, uh, that they're not necessarily an unbelievable uh, driver's seat, even though their schedule uh, is, is uh, I think they might have a slip-up. Now, they didn't have a slip-up against the Jets today. What was that score, Steve? 13-8? to 13-8, right. Uh, come on. Is this modern-day football or, or what? So that's why, I mean, you got to control what you can control. And I'm telling you, if you could do that, it could come down to come the last game of the season. Again, the Falcons come into the season Superdome. You win, you're in, you lose, then changes have to be made. Well, Cajun Cannon, we're going to look at our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk in text line. And Ryan in Mississippi, sounds like he's ready to get with Mike Dettilia already and start talking about the draft coming up. What you got, Ryan? Ryan, you there? Hey. 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 Yeah, hey, Bobby, what's up? All right, Ryan, what you got? Hey, so – I guess you can look at it this way that uh, the good part about it is, as of now, we're sitting at with Tampa Bay. If they if they win, looks like we're probably about a number nine draft pick, and there's also six teams, give or take, that uh, one one game away from us. Right. You could even move. Well, well, and, and, and you know, Ryan, when you look at it uh, like uh, like a higher draft pick. Okay, uh, I'm gonna just gonna uh, call it like I see it from a local perspective. If you could say, uh, and we're not even worried about next year, but worried about the future. Well, a bear next year is the future. No, you got to bear with me, because you look at the Chiefs fans when they got Pat Mahomes. 
They got Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech. He did not play the first year. They went with Alex Smith, and then they brought him along, and then Alex Smith goes to uh, Washington, and then Pat Mahomes the guy, and the rest is history. In theory, I don't know how this would occur, but if you could say that, um, you know, the stars are aligned and we pull in the right strings, and we get uh, uh, Jaden Daniels what? from LSU. I'm telling you, it's about the Gulf Coast, Gulf South, Gulf South, and the local fan base. If we had that type of quarterback this day and age. That sounds like an adrenaline adju- injection right there. It's like a, a younger version, a younger version of Lamar Jackson who could pass better right now at the college level than he did at Louisville. Ooh. Okay, watch the passes that Jane Daniels makes. Look at the preciseness of his long throws and how he's developed as a passer compared to Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Now, they both can run, but, but I'm just telling you, you want to get the Huda Nation in the Gulf South, Gulf Coast fired up? No. Derek Carr? No. We've invested in you. I don't know if you come back this year, but next year. But I'll talk about the future future. Uh, the two, two years, it's not too far-fetched. And that if we don't win, somehow can you wheel and deal and get like a Jane Daniels? Uh, you want to keep selling out the dome? Let me tell you right now. If you had Jane Daniels in a Saints uniform, Heisman uh, Trophy winner, yes. <laughs> Don't you think the Who That Nation or people want to be in that number and see what's going to come about? You're trying to fill up the dome and sell tickets. Might be a lot less blue in there. Uh, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You got to give the fans hope. You give them hope, they'll be there in that number. We'll be closing out the Ciroc Point after, right after this, here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back in as we wind down here on the Ciroc Point after. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. I want to pause 10 seconds now for stations to identify themselves right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Looking at five minutes left in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers have a 21-18 lead over the Panthers right now. And Cajun Cannon seeing that the uh, San Francisco 49ers putting it on the Eagles well, in Philly right now. 35-13 San Fran. Well, uh, that's my Super Bowl pick. I picked the 49ers versus the Ravens. Uh, now, uh, you know, like we've seen in New Orleans and the lights went out. But the one thing about uh, the 49ers, you know what's impressive? Uh, teams that you think are relevant. They spanked the Cowgirls, and now they've uh, spanked Putting the Putting a whooping on Philly, right? Yeah. And uh, you might say, well, you know, they can beat again come the postseason. That's the game you want to win. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's interesting uh, to see the 49ers. When they're healthy, I don't think there's a better team. want to thank everyone behind the scenes on the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman, Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, associate producer Ian Hoke and Scott Colomb, studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. I'm Steve Geller talking to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say goodnight to the Hoodats. All right. Right, bon nuit les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Hopefully, go Saints in the future. Can we win five in a row, please? I don't know. Hopefully. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t